Live from Hollywood, California, it's The Rick Savage Show. It is The Rick Savage Show. I am your host, Rick Savage. Things might sound a little different on this episode. You know, if a lesser man would have used this as an excuse to not record the podcast, but I feel like I've had... (laughs) I've, I've used my mulligan more than once on taking a week off. So I didn't do it, even though it's MLK weekend, even though my apartment is under construction. Uh, I'm here and you're here. And that's nice. Real quick, I'm going to walk into the office where I normally record the podcast just so you can see what well, you can't see, but you can hear. You can hear what I'm working with. Okay. Let's just open the door and pretty great, huh? Sounds real good for recording a podcast in here. Okay. What you can't see because it's a podcast is that I have a giant, I don't know. It's a big machine. (laughs) It's a big, loud machine. I guess it's like a giant humidifier or dehumidifier. But basically what they do is when it rains and your apartment leaks, then uh, they come in and they tear off the roof. Not the roof, the ceiling. And then they hook up this giant humidifier, dehumidifier, whatever it is. And it's got two big tubes coming off of it. And it shoots into the ceiling and it's supposed to dry all of the wood that was just rained on. Because even though our building is two years old and rent is very expensive, uh, not so good with the water in Southern California. So that's why I'm not in the office. That's why I might sound a little different. Right now, you might hear a little bit of an echo. This is called sound design, ladies and gentlemen. You might hear an echo because I'm walking up the stairs. I'm going to a little corner of the apartment where hopefully it'll sound nice. Hey, Siri, turn on the Rick. All set. Pretty cool, huh? Siri knows which light is mine. So now I'm upstairs. I'm in the bedroom. And I'm kind of in a corner. And you might still be able to hear that hum downstairs. And if you can, I'm just going to say like, hey, it's relaxing. You know what I mean? It's like some people need a fan on to sleep or they need that white noise machine. Or the the apps that... uh, that Uh, the apps that tell you bedtime stories that I'm a big fan of. Okay, it's not as creepy as it sounds. I don't know if I've talked about this before. It's an app called Slumber. And basically, they just they just lull you to sleep with, with bedtime stories. And now I'm addicted to it. What I need to do is figure out, you know, because you have AirPods in, and then you're laying on your side, and then your ear gets kind of cramped up. So i got to figure out the right headphone variety but uh i'm a big fan of this this guy this guy's voice close your eyes while you listen to me and with your eyes closed (laughs) you can begin to relax in your own way come on tell me that's not going to put you to sleep uh that story is called the deep dive and he basically just talks for 45 minutes about uh, uh someone diving under the sea and what they discover off to a weird start on the on the modified podcast for this week but that's okay 
we try to keep it personal, you know? You gotta, you gotta reveal a little bit about yourself. Why would anyone listen? Did you listen to last week's episode? I hope that you did. It was the first ever sit-down interview uh, on the podcast. We've had little call-ins here and there, little like voice things, but this was like a sit-down real interview with my good buddy Scott Riggs, and we talked about all sorts of ridiculous San Diego music and radio stories and all the podcasting work he's done. So if you haven't listened, go back and check it out. If you did, thank you. The numbers are, are big. I got to be honest. The numbers, it might be our most listened to first week podcast. I imagine a lot of people that maybe don't know me, but know Scott tuned in to, to check it out. And then we, I decided to put it all out at once. After talking to a couple of people, we all agreed that a part one and a part two might be kind of annoying. So I was like, you know what? I'll just put it all out at once. People want to listen to it. Great. If they don't, they could skip and come back next week. Um, but evidently a lot of people listen. So that's awesome. It makes me feel good. Uh, one more thing on the podcast. I'm working on like, I don't want to call it a best of because I don't, I'm not going to like put this out, but maybe like a demo, I guess I'm trying to figure out your favorite, like bit quote unquote, if you want to call it that from this podcast might be. So if you, if you've listened to a bunch of them and something immediately jumps to mind, like, Oh, I remember when Rick talked about da 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 and you thought it was funny shoot me a note find my my email address is up on my instagram if you click like contact or whatever or or dm me or something i don't know but i asked a couple friends that listen and i'm getting a lot of responses for the flavored chips when me and gina tried the the flavored uh like what was it pizza flavored uh giordano's yeah giordano's pizza flavored chips also trader joe's the fact that trader joe's has hidden stuffed animals throughout their store that still blows my mind, and, and that that seemed to be popular. But, anyways, if you if you can think of something, let me know. Great, and if you can't, hey, that's fine. You know, this is a free podcast, and you don't have to. You know, you don't have to do anything. You can just sit there and listen to this. Yeah, I'm bummed about the uh, the apartment situation right now. We have this great office downstairs that I've kind of modified into, uh, you know, like a workspace. Like I record the podcast in there and kind of write, and it's kind of like a creative space and you know we got a little couch and it's an office what am I saying it's an office you know what an office is and I've filmed a couple things in there and I was about like I've made some some purchases here and I was about to film some stuff this weekend kind of as a test run it's like maybe like a YouTube show type thing uh and then the ceiling started falling in because the rain it's very frustrating the guys showed up and the facilities guys here are great um, for some reason, the rest of the building, like they can't figure out how to get packages delivered. I could rant about this apartment for like 30 minutes, but I won't. Uh, it's a great apartment. We love it. We've been here like six months. We'll be here probably another year or two. It's awesome. But yeah, they can't figure out how to deliver a package to my front door for some reason. That's crazy. I lost a pair of shoes. Okay. Very frustrating. Even if you're not like a sneaker fan, a sneaker head, if that's the term you want to use. I'm not a big fan of that term. You can understand that a lot of these sneakers that are released nowadays are limited edition. And they're released through drawings. So either through Nike's website or their app or through resale or whatever. Some of these shoes are kind of hard to get. So I'll spare you the details. But basically there's this really cool shoe coming out last week. 
and I woke up early at like 7 a.m. And I was like, I'll try to, I'll, 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 I'll enter the drawing. And if I get the shoes, great. And maybe I'll keep them. Maybe I'll sell them because they're going for like three or four times what you pay for them. And I won the drawing. And it's the first time I've won one of the Nike drawings in a long, long time. I was very excited. So the shoes are supposed to arrive on Thursday. And I'm home on Thursday. I'm home all day. No one knocked on my door. And then I'm checking the tracking throughout the day. And, uh, and then it says it was delivered at 3.30. And this was like maybe 4.30 or something. And I was like, well, that's impossible. It's not, it's not on my front doorstep. And no one knocked on my door. So then I go downstairs to the front office. Hey, do you have my package? Oh, no, no package came. Of course. They'll probably find it in a week. They're so bad. I check the rest of the building. I check, like, the mail room that we have. Nothing. Okay. So the next day goes by. And then still no delivery. So Friday afternoon, like maybe two o'clock, I call FedEx and they like fill out a investigation report, they call it. And this woman calls me back and she goes, uh, she goes, it says it was delivered at three o'clock. And I'm like, I know it says that, but I'm, I'm was at my house the whole time and it's nowhere else in the building. She goes, okay, it's, it said it was left at the front door. And I was like, I know, but does that mean the front door of my apartment inside the apartment building or the front door of the apartment building which makes no sense because obviously fedex gets into our building she's like i'll I'll have to talk to the driver and i was like okay and she's like what's the the product and i was like i know this sounds silly but it's a pair of shoes from nike and it's a limited release so they're they're pretty important i don't need them like today but i I definitely need them right she's like okay i'll message the driver if i don't hear back in a half an hour uh that's when i leave and i was like three in the afternoon Okay, fine. So, of course, I don't hear back. And then before we hang up, she's like, oh, Monday's a holiday, so I'll get back to you on Tuesday. Fine. I'm convinced, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm convinced that the delivery driver knows what the Nike box looks like, knows where the Nike shipments come from, knew if he, if he likes sneakers, he knew what sneaker was arriving on Thursday. And I think he just marked delivered and put those in the backpack. It's a big jump, I know, accusing a FedEx driver of theft. But I was a delivery driver years ago when I was like 19 or something. Things go missing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things fall off the back of a truck from time to time. I think my shoes fell off the back of the truck into this guy's backpack. But we'll see. Maybe on Tuesday I'll have my shoes back. Am I talking too much about my shoes? Sorry. It's just, you know, whatever you're a fan of or whatever you, if you collect something or you, you um, look for uh, gratification through online purchases and then that doesn't show up, it just, it, it eats away at the soul a little bit. So I'm frustrated. Yeah, I don't want to get into the, the YouTube idea I have too much because I really hate when people like, coming soon, da-da-da-da-da, or... Uh, in the lab grinding or whatever other like BS thing. Like if you're going to do something, you're going to make something, just make it and put it out. And then hopefully people will like it or they won't, but you don't have to like hype me up for months about it. So I don't want to be one of those people. I will say that a lot of the feedback I get from this podcast is people that maybe don't pay super close attention to Twitter or pop culture. And they go, Oh my God, I had no idea about X, Y, and Z. Uh, And then I listened to your podcast and now I feel caught up. So my thought was, well, maybe there's some sort of YouTube thing where I could do like a top five countdown every week of like the five things you missed or whatever, in addition to the the longer podcast. So I wanted to shoot kind of like a pilot demo thing this week, but I can't. We've already discussed why. There was a lot of things that happened on the Internet this week that would have been 
perfect for me to film. Did you see that an egg is now the most liked Instagram post of all time? A photo of an egg. The previous winner was Kylie Jenner. Sorry, Kylie. That even bummed me out. I thought the previous winner was Obama, but I think he has the biggest tweet of all time. Or maybe Ellen beat him. It doesn't matter. Either way, the most that's what that's where we're at as a culture. The most popular Instagram photo of all time is a photo of an egg. And then the internet was upset because of the Gillette commercial. Did you see that one? Gillette put out this commercial and it was actually kind of thoughtful and it was about how we should be a little bit more aware of how we're raising our boys. And maybe it's not just boys will be boys. And maybe it is okay to speak up when when a boy is, is roughhousing like boys do or, or bullying like boys do or whatever. And so, of course, it's so funny that, like, my side of the political party were called snowflakes because clearly the most offended, most sensitive part of the Internet is the right wing, you know, hardcore MAGA hat wearing folks because this Gillette commercial came out. And, oh, my God, were people so offended that Gillette had the audacity to go like, hey, things aren't like awesome right now for guys. So, like, maybe as parents, we should be aware of that and maybe not dismiss juvenile boy behavior because they grow up to be on the Supreme Court, actually. So maybe it's okay. But either way. So people were upset about this fake outrage. And then the most popular tweet about this Gillette backlash, if you want to call it that, was a photo a guy took of his Gillette razor in the toilet. He threw his razor in the toilet. And very quickly, everyone pointed out, well, you're just going to have to reach back into your toilet and get that razor out. (laughs) You can't flush a razor, bro. He was very offended, so offended that he wanted to flush his Gillette razor down the toilet. It's like when the dude from Big and Rich uh, was so upset about the Kaepernick Nike thing that they they cut off the, the, the socks, <laughs> the, the, the Nike logo on the socks. They cut them off and people were burning their Nikes. Oh, man. Nike really felt that one, guys. You got us. The Trump fast food thing was ridiculous. Trump had the national champions to the White House. And I guess because of the government shutdown, there aren't cooks there. I find that hard to believe, but okay. So instead of cooking up a meal, which of course he still made it sexist, he said, instead of making my wife make you all salads, make the first lady make salads. What an asshole. Uh, I'm going to order a bunch of hamburgers because college guys love hamburgers. Look, he's not wrong. (laughs) A bunch of 20-year-old dudes absolutely want fast food. For sure want Wendy's and Burger King and McDonald's and all that stuff. I think the idea is if they come to the White House, we we should maybe show them this other world of you know, some sort of class or decorum or whatever. The biggest crime was that if you serve 
McDonald's at room temperature, it's bad. I know this from personal experience. Have you ever tried to heat up McDonald's french fries? So terrible. So yes, it was a trashy move. And yes, he's just a giant troll. And yes, he knew that we would all tweet about how ridiculous it is. But also, fam, give me some hot fries. You want the hot, you want the fries right out of the grease. When you get McDonald's to go, when you go through the drive-through of McDonald's, do you wait to your destination to start eating the French fries? Of course not, because they're the greatest thing in the world. That was the crime. Room temperature Wendy's? Room temperature Big Macs? Room temperature nuggets? Just rude. That's the disrespect. Wasn't that he served fast food, that it was cold fast food. Speaking of fast food, I just started the Whole Life Challenge, which is a six-week competition, pseudo-competition. You're on teams, but I don't think there's a grand prize at the end. Um, But basically, there's all these challenges every day to just kind of better yourself a little bit. And I think I'm in a perfect time to do that. So the Whole Life Challenge is, uh, you know, a lot of it is, is diet related. You get points based on how well you eat throughout the day. And so you start every day with five points. If you have an alcoholic beverage, you take away a point. If you have one of the foods that aren't allowed, uh, you know, things like pasta and uh, sugary stuff, like whatever, you lose a point. And then there's also challenges that are a little bit more about bettering yourself. It's called the whole life challenge, right? It's not just a diet. So they want you to exercise every day. They want you to stretch every day. I stretched last night for 15 minutes. I just went on YouTube. I found a like at home, like here's how to stretch at home video. It felt so good. When was the last time you stretched? When was the last time you got on the ground and did like the, the baby pose, crying baby, sleeping baby? whatever the baby's pose is called, happy baby. Stretching feels good. I don't think I realized. I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was pulling my arm behind my back, and I was down on the all fours doing all these yoga poses and, and stretching and twisting, and it, my back kept popping. It was great. I loved it. Anyways, so you stretch, you work out, um, and then every week there's another challenge uh, that, that changes every week. Um, that's kind of a well-being challenge. So this week is to put down all electronic devices for an hour. You go for a walk. You can read. You can meditate. You do whatever you want, but completely disconnect. That felt good, too, because even though my work life isn't crazy right now, I still look on the phone a million times a day. The reason I, I bring this up right after fast food was I had to have a final meal. Well, I didn't have to. It doesn't say that in the, in the instructions of the game. It doesn't say like, hey, before you start this great thing you're going to do, go do something really bad. But I wanted to lean into it a little bit. I knew I was going to get Arby's because I feel like Arby's, like sometimes the meat is just green. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's nothing healthy about Arby's. It's just, it's just bad. Oh, does it taste so good? So I was like, ah, I'll go get Arby's. I'll get the uh, the medium roast beef sandwich. Get the potato cakes. Maybe some mozzarella sticks. Get crazy. I don't know. So I, I go through Arby's. It's very quick. As I'm driving back home, 
I remembered that there's a McDonald's across the street from our apartment. So I figured it would only be fair to also get McDonald's french fries and chicken nuggets. So I had I had a platter. I took some photos of it. Maybe I'll post one. We'll see. It's a little embarrassing. Uh, not really. It was a feast. I totally know how those college players felt. I know that they all fell asleep immediately after that meal. But those 20 minutes eating all that stuff, it's heaven. I get why people love terrible fast food. I didn't eat it all. I didn't go crazy. I had some nuggets, I had some fries, roast beef sandwich, some other stuff, whatever. And then I had a little bit of uh, Johnny Walker Black left. So I figured I'd, I'd enjoy that as a, as a last cocktail. Because my goal is to not have any alcohol for the next six weeks. Which I've gone, I don't know, I think the last time I took time off. I went almost a year that first time. Anyways, so I'm going to pull back on the drinking. Uh, the hardest part for me so far is the Diet Coke, though. Man. I don't know if you can get addicted to Diet Coke, but I, if you could, I was very close. And now I've gone two days without any Diet Coke. And my body feels weird. But it also, I feel tired at night. That's a cool feeling. Did you know that could happen? If you don't drink like a six-pack of Diet Coke throughout the day, at night, when it's bedtime, your body is tired. See, I'm already learning so many things. It's called the Whole Life Challenge. It's already up and running, but they do it a few times throughout the year if you're interested. Highly recommend. It's a nice way to just kind of reset. It's not a New Year's resolution. It's none of that. It's just let's reset. Let's get some good habits going again. Uh, and I have a wedding towards the end of February, so that week might be tough. That's going to challenge me, but that's okay. That's part of the fun. This episode of The Rick Savage Show is brought to you by Me Undies. I just got a 10-pack of Me Undies. And they're insanely comfortable. By the way, this is not a real commercial. This is a free shout out to MeUndies. If you know someone at MeUndies that wants to sponsor the podcast, let's make that happen. But side note, they really live up to the hype. I've never... God damn it. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh. Oh, guys. Oh, guys. That's our fire alarm. I was sitting right next to it. Oh, it's so loud. All right, well, let's go investigate. I'm still recording. You gotta be kidding me. Let's go look out front. I don't see any smoke. Shocker. There's a couple, couple hooligans standing around by our front door, but I think that's probably unrelated. There's someone taking photos of me. Not really. They're just taking a photo of my general direction. Well, can this be Savage of the Week? My fucking apartment building? Can it be Savage of the Week? It rains... And now as I'm recording the podcast, all right, I'll be right back. Wow. That was a lot. I'm sorry. I hope that didn't scare you, but also I kind of hope it did scare you just a little bit so we could experience that moment together. And I was like, I was leaning right against the wall. The I'm looking at it right now. The, the speaker for that alarm is like three feet from my head. 
I'm actually, I'm nervous right now to start the podcast again. I'm nervous to go sit in that corner again. <laughs> I mean, it's Sunday night. Are, is someone pulling the fire alarm? Probably not. We do have a new restaurant opening up below us. That's going to be exciting. It's a dumpling place. Oh, that is not whole life compliant. Well, I'll enjoy it in six weeks. Maybe it was them testing their fire alarms. All right, well, now, now we have a tough decision. What a fucking savage! I'm a savage. I'm a savage. They like savage, why you got a 12 car garage and you only got six cars? Something about you turns me to a savage. Is my apartment building the savage of the week? Does the construction in the office slash the fire alarm going off while I'm recording a podcast? And then because of the construction, I'm not in the room I'm normally in to record the podcast, which wouldn't have been all that close to the speaker of the fire alarm. So is my apartment building savage of the week? Maybe. Also savage of the week, Hulu. Here's why. Do you remember the fire festival? Spelled F-Y-R-E. How come nothing can just be spelled what it is now? How come that's a thing? I don't know who started that. I don't like it. If you're designing an app, like there's a new one out called Network, which is a, it's actually a cool app. Um, it's like a QVC for, for collectible items. It's like a home shopping network for, for you know, kind of nerdy stuff. It's really cool. It's called Network. It's spelled N-T-W-R-K. It's like drop the vowels to be cool. Also, do you know how hard it is to find your app in the App Store if you do that? Do you have any idea? Oh, that new app Network. Let me find it. N-E-T. I don't see it. Oh, you got to drop the E. It's cool. Okay, that's not Savage of the Week. That's just a little Savage rant. Savage of the Week is Hulu. H-U-L-U. So Fire Festival. It was supposed to be a music festival like two years ago now, probably, maybe a year ago. Uh, it was going to be on an island near Jamaica, I believe, supposedly owned by Pablo Escobar. Hilarious. So lame. And, of course, it was a disaster, and all the bands pulled out at the last minute, and it was run by this kind of scam artist, this kid Billy, and he roped Ja Rule into it. It's a crazy, crazy story. They They really leaned into social media influencers and – and paid Kendall Jenner a gazillion dollars to post about it. And all these cool Instagram kids were posting about Fire Festival. It sold out, a bunch of money. And then obviously this dummy that was running it ran out of time. And there was no food and no housing. And the bands pulled out at the last minute. And it turned out to be a disaster. Well, there's a big documentary about it on Netflix. And Netflix has been promoting this documentary for like a month. And it looks great. Because this festival was a disaster. So, of course, the documentary is going to be good. Well, three days before their documentary was going to drop, Hulu just put out one of their own. So great. Just took all of the buzz, all of the press behind the Netflix documentary and was like, hey, we have one, too, and you can watch it immediately. And I watched that one. I haven't watched the Netflix one yet. The Hulu one is amazing. They interview the guy, Billy, who's just like a total privileged kid, scam artist, whatever. 
It's a weird thing that happens, though, with these scam artists. They really believe their own shit. I guess that's part of being a sociopath. Because <laughs> you really have to believe your own lies, you know? He, he did. Either way, if you have Hulu or Netflix, go. it's so good my mom messaged me about it. My mom was like, hey, did you watch the Fire Festival documentary on Hulu yet? It's very good. Definitely go watch it. Also, shout out to Hulu for just stealing all of the buzz and all of the momentum that Netflix, even at the end of the Hulu documentary, it says like, by the way, Netflix is also putting out a documentary and theirs is made by a bunch of guys that were part of the Fire Festival marketing from the beginning. So if you want to listen to them, try to justify their documentary. Great. But ours is the real deal. Yo, Hulu. What a fucking savage. Let me check my notes here, see if there's anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up and before my effing fire alarm goes off again. Um, I want to go to Sears. Oh yeah. Cause Sears, <laughs> Sears is going out of business and I really regret not going to Toys R Us before Toys R Us went out of business. So I was thinking about going to Sears, Sears in Santa Monica closed down a couple years ago. And then there was a Sears on Santa Monica Boulevard, like on the other end of Hollywood that closed years ago. I remember I went there to buy tires when I first moved to LA in like 2005. That's been closed down and abandoned. Ooh, do you think I could sneak into an abandoned Sears? I think that's probably a really bad idea, huh? I think I'm going to go to Sears. <laughs> do you think Sears sells any Sears t-shirts? That's kind of like a little uh, tongue twister there. But I think Sears should make a bunch of t-shirts with all their like retro logos on it. I think that would be cool. Like if I could have went and bought a Toys R Us, like a cool Toys R Us shirt before they close with the giraffe, Jeffrey, I would have bought one. I got to find a Sears. All right. I think that's probably it. The last thing I'll leave you with that would have made my, my YouTube show, maybe still will if I ever, if I, if I ever have an office to work out of again, go watch the UCLA gymnastics clip that went viral this week. It's so great. I don't know how old she is, maybe a junior. I don't know. She's a college student. It's an amazing gymnastics floor routine. My favorite part is, and I don't, is this a gymnastics thing? Is all the girls like on her team, they're all in the background, like standing still, obviously. They're not running around. But every time she goes up for a move or twists or turns or dances or whatever, the, all the other girls know the routine, I guess. So they like do it with her. It's, it's very sweet. And the first time I saw it, I got a little like kind of choked up. I wasn't like bawling. You know what I mean? It wasn't the notebook, but I got a little teary eyed of like, this is so sweet in teamwork and camaraderie and young, powerful women and all, all these like good feel good things. And I realized that if I do have a YouTube show or something, I need to have a little section where it's like the clip that made me cry this week. <laughs> Because every time I see something like that, or the other ones that get me all the time are, are crowd sing-alongs. Like when the whole crowd is singing the song and then the artist like gets choked up because they can't believe this whole crowd is singing along. Oh, that kills me every time. Or, oh man, when they bring kids up on stage to sing with the artist and then they crush it. There's a clip of a kid singing with Michael Buble and it, it's the most incredible. I guess I just have to do this stupid show now. So I'll show you the things that 
you missed on the internet this week, you know, like a pop culture roundup or something. We'll have to come up with a clever name. And then right before number one, I'll show you the clip that made me cry this week. That's putting yourself out there. Hey, this podcast is long enough. Okay, let's wrap it up, especially before anything else happens in this apartment building. Thanks for listening. Uh, Leave a review, please. Please just click over and leave a review. I know there are more of you listening than have left reviews or ratings, so uh, please do that. Or tell a friend. That would be great, too. Gina keeps telling me, like, you have to have a contest. Like, tell people to text their friends or something. I don't have anything to give away yet. So just, you know, it's a free podcast. So tell someone about it or retweet or share my Facebook post about it or whatever. That would mean a lot. Okay. Hopefully by next week, we'll be back in the office. It might sound a little better. It hopefully won't have any fire alarms. We'll see. That's part of the excitement of the Rick Savage show. I'm Rick Savage. You never know what's going to happen. Until next week, have a great week. We'll see you then. Okay, bye. This is the Rick Savage Show. Better than yesterday isn't for everyone. Keep it up, Peloton! Just one more push isn't for everyone. Being your own role model isn't for everyone. You're crushing it, Peloton! Keep it up! It's not for everyone, but Peloton's for go-getters, everyday heroes, and anyone who really wants it. Learn more about 30-day home trial at OnePeloton.com.